Tickets are now on sale. You're going to get experiences. You're going to get education. You're going to get workshops. You're going to get networking opportunities. You're going to be impacted and moved by all of our incredible speakers and facilitators. And I want you there because I want to be able to impact you in a much deeper and more expansive way than I ever have had the opportunity. So come play big with me at Embodied Live 2023. I can't wait to see you there. Hello, hello. Welcome back to The Embodied Woman. Looking forward to our guest speaker today. Um, This is a embodied coach, a past client of mine. And I know that she's got a lot of value and just good energy. Like I always say, like Kat's energy is very, very healing. So I'm excited to introduce you to Kat. Hello. How are you? Hi, thank you for those sweet words. <laughs> I'm doing well. Um, I'm excited to be here. Me too. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Day two. We, this will be up in like a couple weeks, but day two of recording this. Love um, it. What are you looking forward to in 2023? So many things. Uh, the fact that it's just a complete reset is probably my favorite thing. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> 2022 felt really hard. A lot of lessons, a lot of like strength building foundational stuff. And now I feel ready to like launch up. <laughs> yeah, I could not agree with you more. I was describing it as like, so I my word for 2022 was expansion. And I realized that when you ask for expansion, like just be prepared for the actual expansion. And guess what? It fucking hurts. It's not easy. It's just like building a muscle, you know, like you're like doing that heavy lifting and it feels so painful and it's hard and it's not easy. But then on the other side of it, you're so much more resilient and stronger. And yeah, so I feel like that's what 2022 was. (laughs) I definitely feel that. (laughs) Well, I'm excited to see what you create in 2023. Um, Okay. Tell us about you, who you are, what you do, and how you got into doing the work that you're doing. Sure thing. Um, So I'm Kat or Katie or Katie Kat. We were just talking about that earlier. (laughs) I have a multiple string of names, (laughs) but whatever people are comfortable calling me. Um, So I am a spiritual mentor and guide and a healer, and I am a great many things. I do shamanic work, inner child healing, shadow work, Um, really, like I said, just a light language. That's a really big one. Um, So a bunch of different things. But basically how I started on the healing journey is probably the coolest part. (laughs) I do have a fun story with it. I don't even know if I've ever heard it, actually. I feel like I should know this. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely. Um, it was okay. So probably like most people on spiritual journeys, I was bottomed out first. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, hit a wall. Uh, I liked to um, party hardy, use things to escape and just people, whatever it was, I just really liked to be not in my own skin. I figured out later that was because I'm hypersensitive. (laughs) Yeah, feel that. Yeah. But, um, and, you know, growing up in a world where they don't teach you hypersensitivity, it can be hard to navigate. Or even just how to manage your emotions. (laughs) Absolutely. A hundred percent. I'm still learning how to manage my emotions. Um, but yeah, my Aries moon gets fired up sometimes. <laughs> we both have Aries moons. Yes, that's right. I forgot about that. You know what? I actually looked at that one point. I was like, yes, I see that sparky. I can, we can relate to that spark of that initial fire and then the fizzle yep. out. <laughs> yep. I feel so, sometimes I feel so bad for my man because it's like, he gets the the runt of my Aries because he's like closest to me. So like, he'll see my real emotions. Absolutely. <laughs> like, the people that are closest cool. to me always get the fire. Yep. And then, like I said, that quick fizzle out where I'm like, okay, I'm fine. Like, yes. I'm good now. <laughs> Let's move on. Me every day. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I had kind of just been looking for anything, anything that would make me feel alive again. Um, I was bartending at the time and this was like eight years ago, um, eight or nine years ago. I was bartending and um, pretty much like drinking every night. And I had just gone through a bad breakup um, that I had been in the relationship for probably like four years. And my older brother had suggested Eckhart Tolle, A New Earth for mm-hmm. me to read. Yeah. 
Game changer. Such a good book. (laughs) I got got a lot of good tidbits out of that. But basically the first thing, which was the kickoff, was that I needed to be spending more time doing things that I enjoyed or like being outside and connecting with nature. So I shifted slowly um, and started going out on more hikes and trying to do more things and trying to drink less. That was my first goal. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And I started to drink a lot less and I started to do more of those things. And so I was actually getting ready to graduate from college. Um, I have my bachelor's degree in psychology. So that was a fun little Oh my gosh, so cool. I feel like I'm learning more and more about you. You're like like an onion. (laughs) I am. I am like an onion. Well, because it's funny because I don't think to tell people things like it has to come up like in the moment. You know what I mean? Totally. Um, Yeah. Actually, one of my partners would always say that, get frustrated because he'd be like, why didn't you tell me that? I'm like, I don't know. I didn't think of it until just now. (laughs) I, I also feel like it's a part of your nature to like nurture others. Like, and I, and I know this about you just from witnessing you it's like you you really pour into other people and you really listen and observe and absorb and so I almost feel like just talking about yourself isn't in your nature you know what I mean it it doesn't feel natural thank you for saying that yeah this last year last year actually one of the biggest lessons was learning how to fill my own cup first yes yep good good yeah you pour a lot um so I, so I read that book and then, um, I got an invite after I graduated, I was getting ready to graduate. And, um, one of my, I used to, so I used to also do door to door sales. I think I told you that one before mm-hmm. I sold door to door. Um, so I made a lot of contacts that way. Cause I was all over the country and I had a couple in California and I always, always, always wanted to live in California. I just loved it. I'd visited a couple of times. I've always felt like a California girl. Like everyone's like, you seem like you grew up on the West coast, even though I was East coast born and raised, (laughs) (laughs) had the vibe for it. Um, And it's funny too, actually, I didn't realize that I had been slowly manifesting all through my life, these little things. But I, when I look back, like I had this one profile picture and I had gotten a bouquet of flowers and there was like a picture of a California license plate on the flower thing. And I cut it out and I like posted it on my chest and took a picture. And I'm like, this is so, of course I ended up there. (laughs) Wow. Oh my gosh. Well, that's a whole, we'll save that conversation because that's (laughs) (laughs) the manifestation, right? The little things. Yeah. So, um, so I had, a a friend who used to work for me and she lived out there. That's where I met her from. And um, she was like, Hey, do you want to come out to the West coast? And at the time I was like bartending and nannying. And she was like, you can nanny for these kids that I work for. Um, She lived on a big grow. So weed farm and it's weed and wine country out where I was at in Philo. Um, So I was like, "Um, yes. Where do you (laughs) find me up? (laughs) So good. Please. That sounds amazing. (laughs) So I packed up this little uh, Ford Ranger pickup truck and um, one of my best friends drove with me across the country and I like got rid of a bunch of my shit and just got in the truck and rolled out. So it took us a week. We drove out there. She flew back and then I stayed out there. Yeah. Um, but I met an energy worker out there and I had, um, when I tell you, I had like no idea about the spiritual world. I knew nothing. I was great. Yeah. I was raised in like a really strict non-denominational Christian environment. And, um, so I met an energy healer and I was like, I don't know what it is that you do, but I feel like I'm good at that. <laughs> yeah. It just clicked. Yeah. It was one of those things where you just know when you know. Oh Yeah. Yep. So I had just started rekindling my relationship with the universe based off of the a new earth. Um, and I think I read also too after that proceeding, like four agreements and some other stuff. So I started talking to spirit again. Yeah. And I said, if this is something that you want me to do, show me. That was it. <laughs> Left it at that. Um, so then fast forward, maybe like uh, a month or so. I go out to the East coast for a friend's wedding. And on my way back, I was in a layover in Arizona and I saw these two guys, older guys, and they were electric, Mm -hmm. uh, talking to everybody that passed by them, high-fiving little kids. And they were like, I I thought they were stretching at the time, but I found out later they were doing Qigong. Um, And yeah, I was like, okay, well I'm on a layover, so I'm going to stretch with you guys. So I just walked over I started talking to them and stretching and I had been reading a book about um, it was a neurobiology book about the subliminal mind and how our unconscious behavior 
like rules our world. And I was just eating it all up. And one of the guys looked down at the book and he was like, I teach that to people. Mm -hmm. I said, hold up, let's roll back. What do you mean you teach this to people? Wow. You got your sign. (laughs) I got my sign. So I, he gave me his business card. Uh Um, I gave them both hugs and they were like, yeah, we're getting ready to go to Mount Shasta. We're going to celebrate the lunar eclipse and bring in abundance. And I'm like the, what, 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 what? I'm just loving this because that's that's literally what you do. You know, like that's, you know, oh, that's so great. So it was really funny um, because I don't know if at the time I actually had an intention of going and meeting them because, you know, whatever. It was like two strangers in an airport. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, but I went back to California and Mount Shasta. So I was staying in Philo. Mount Shasta is about five hours north from Philo. Um, And I kept thinking about them. Like they just kept hitting in my head. And I'm like, I don't know what this is. Well, eventually it came up to the weekend of where they're holding their big event everything in my immediate environment turned crazy. Like I got in a fight with my roommate. The people who I was working for were literally in the middle of a divorce and they were like chaotically screaming at each other and toxically throwing things. And I had off for the weekend. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to drive to Shasta this weekend. Oh yeah. (laughs) So the moment, literally the moment I decided within one to two minutes, I got a text from Will, who ended up being my teacher, and was like, you're coming, right? I was so freaked out. I'm like, oh how did you notice? This is so I, weird. I got chills. I love, like, listening to synchronicities and stories and, like, all of, like, the unfolding of getting to where you are today. Like, it's one of my favorite things because it's like, do. you don't realize it, like, in the moment when because you're so in it, but then you look back and you're like, holy shit. Like, yeah, I've I have been led yeah. Like I've been led here the entire time. Like this was mm-hmm. no accident. This was no coincidence. Yeah. I, I love it. It helps to like pull out and think of that bigger picture. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, I coined a term for that. I like to call it the domino effect. Cause it's like you flick one into place and then you have this beautiful pattern that starts to unfold. Ah, I love that. Okay. I want to talk about that more. I'm writing it down. Yeah, for sure. So, um, It was funny because I actually only had $60 at the time that I was like deciding to make this trip. I used to be very spontaneous. Now that I'm a little bit older, I've decided that I like to live in less discomfort, but I used to make (laughs) myself really uncomfortable. Yep. Love it. But I had cool things happen. So it was like, I wasn't opposed to it at the time. You know, I'm like, something will happen. Hey, as a fellow wild one I get it like that spontaneity like it it leaves a spark of life and it creates incredible memories and I'm also in the stage where I'm like well I still want to do hard things but like in the comfort of my own home (laughs) (laughs) yes or like in a first class flight or (laughs) whatever it is (laughs) I was like in my 20s like scraping people are like how do you travel so much and I'm like because I literally travel on nothing (laughs) yeah yep (laughs) yeah So uh, I had 60 bucks in my pocket and I had my little pickup truck. And so I hopped in it and I started driving north. Um, Excuse me. The whole time I was actually telling myself, you're a crazy person. You're going to meet two strange men. You're 3000 miles away from everyone that loves you. You're five hours away from the people that know you. Not many people knew I was gone. There were so many factors. And I just, I don't know. I just felt so right like no matter what my mind was telling me my body everything literally to the point that my sinuses like cleared up they were all clear I could breathe super clear I saw a freaking rainbow (laughs) all right I'm like this can't be bad and not to mention the fact that like I just had such an imprint on my memory of what their energy was like when I was in the airport and I'm like these are good people I can just feel it you know so um I drew up there with the 60 bucks in my pocket and faith in my heart (laughs) um and I got there and it was a such a transformational experience um they were training um a younger woman who I also became good friends with later um in Reiki and uh, Aquarian fire which is another energy modality that I do um it's essentially holy fire Reiki but just infused with the age of Aquarius which is 
some other big stuff, you know, the transitions of the procession of the equinox. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm going to like, like, we should dive into that a little bit more. Okay. Totally. Yeah. There's so many things, right? It's like the unfolding, like you said, like the onion. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love it. Um, so that was the first place though. And, oh, and so Mount Shasta, this was the cool thing that I found out later that I didn't know at the time. Um, it's considered the root chakra of the world and out of literally the whole planet. So, um, I felt like that was a huge activation for me to like go up in that point. And then I got a Reiki session done for me. Um, my dear friend, Brian, he is amazing. So he did crystal healing and he put crystals in my chakras didn't even use touch. So there's like Reiki touch. And then there's Reiki, no touch mm-hmm. just had his hands over top of me. I had an extreme experience. Yeah. I feel like sometimes I freak people out when I say this, cause if they've never had it, they're like, Oh my God, I don't want that to happen. To me. Uh-huh. I was ready for it. <sighs> and that's the thing with energy work is it only does what you're ready for. So that was another big lesson. But my experience was I was shaking and convulsing and sobbing and releasing. He literally at one point looked at me and he's like, do you need me to stop? And I was like, no, this is good. I feel that this is good. And what was coming up in my mind was um, really intense memories, um, especially from like my um, post high school, college kind of uh not taking care of my body, not taking care of my spirit, not taking care of myself, um, trauma that I caused myself, not even anybody else. I caused myself that all was coming up and just releasing. Um, and I can't explain how I felt afterwards. I get, except for saying maybe that I felt like the lights were on after mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I literally, um, I called my mom. Um, cause like I said, I was raised in a Christian environment and I called her crying and I was just like, I'm so sorry. I didn't believe you. Mm-hmm. Um, because to me, it was bigger than the Christianity. It was just like, I know what you're talking about now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It really, yeah. It was powerful. Um, so that kind of catalyzed my whole, I said, I looked at him, I said, I need to learn how you did that to me, what you did and how to do that to people. <laughs> oh, that's incredible. And like, it just goes to show what magic can unfold when you like follow the, the signs you follow the breadcrumbs and you keep saying yes to those feelings of, of inner knowing. Um, and (laughs) something that you brought up too in that was like that level of self-forgiveness that had to occur in order for you to like evolve as a human. And yeah, nobody (sighs) chills as you said that. Yeah, that was a major blockage. I think for a lot of people, because we carry in so much of that generational ancestral stuff. Yeah. And so our roots like already are coming off when we're born at a deficit, Um, not to our fault, but no. Yeah, Yeah. it it is true. And I like how you describe it as like that deficit and like it at some point. And I feel like a lot of people can relate to this. At least I did when I was, when I first started on this, um, this more spiritual path of life. It's like, (laughs) this is neutral. This was me. (laughs) And I just had, I'm like trying to, but they can't, you guys just like try to paint the picture. Your hand is like (laughs) in in your hands in the middle and you're below the hand you're below water. And it's like all of that beginner foundational work of like releasing trauma and forgiving yourself, forgiving others, um, starting to do the foundational stuff. Like you said, Mm. like you just started getting out in nature. It's like, that just brings you like above water. Yeah. Base level. Totally. It brings you to base level. And, and then from there, like the sky's the limit, right? Not even the limit. So, you know, it's funny too. Like when I had that experience, I explained to people that years later, I I realized because my root chakra had opened a little bit, but there was still so much healing that needed to be done. But my third eye and my crown like blasted open. So I almost was top heavy for a couple of years where I was like super spacey and like not very grounded. <laughs> yep. Yep. Like all up in the 5D. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Talking to aliens, all of it. I mean, I still do sometimes, but I didn't have any grounding or basis. Exactly. Basis. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm always like playing magic, like play in right. the magic, but don't play in the magic so that you get lost in the magic, play in the magic. So you can actually experience magic in this 3D reality. Like that's totally. the goal in this human experience. Yeah. And I know part of my purpose is like helping others. And really when I was in that state of being, let's just call it what it is so high, I couldn't relate to like 
others that were grounded around me, you know, it's yeah. like about a, a, a being the bridge, a bridge in the middle, you know, and to me, that's the heart space, because it's the heavenly world meeting your earthly world, and then where you share your gifts. Yeah, and you are such a bridge. Like that's when you got you guys and I was like said like her cat is her cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> her energy is just so healing. It I mean I mean it. And I think it is because you have found how to be the bridge. Mm, thank you for saying that. That's a beautiful reflection. I accept that. <laughs> okay. So we have so much stuff to dive into. Um, one of the things that I want to learn more about was the Aquarian fire. Um, Reiki. Yeah. Talk to us about that. Cause I haven't heard of it. Yeah. And I was also going to say my first experience with Reiki was non-touch as well. And at this point I was like a baby in the spiritual world. And I remember I was getting a facial And my esthetician was like, do you want me to do Reiki on you as well? And I was like, sure, let's do it. And I remember feeling, she wasn't touching me, but feeling actual energy, like vibrating into around and into and around my body. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? What is this? What is happening? Like, this is not real. Like she's doing something. I I, I, (laughs) my eyes open at one point to be like, what is she doing? What is she using? It was literally just her hands. Yeah. And I was spooked, but it also anchored my belief in mm. energy work so much more because I actually was able to receive it. Yeah. So I just wanted to speak to that because I had a similar experience. Yeah. I and- I love it. And like playing in the energetic field and learning more and more of what I can do and expand and grow. I've had like clients that I've worked with and and when I'm like pulling things not touching you know they're like I felt you pulling it out of me um it's so potent it's wild I actually really enjoy doing non-touch but I if the person allows for touch I do do that because I think in this earthly world we're so lacking in intimacy and touch and feeling that it creates this extra element for people um but I do distance sessions too so that obviously works even more with your faith where you're like, I'm very far away from someone, but I'm activating this energy and it's still working. I'm still doing it because my intention is there and I'm there in presence with them. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Okay. So talk to us about the so, Aquarian fire. Yes. So the Aquarian fire, um, this is such beautiful energy. Um, the, the most simplest way that I can really like throw it out and then I'll go deeper into it after the simplicity of it is it's the Holy spirit essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, Reiki is, so Ray is universal and Ki is energy. So it's universal energy and, um, it works specifically with the symbols. There's Choku Ray and then a couple other, um, Japanese symbols. Reiki, if nobody knows, comes from, um, an ancient Japanese technique. It was actually a channeled information. Um, the guy who created it, he went out into the woods or, maybe the desert, (laughs) Um, but he meditated like Jesus did for seven days, Jesus and the Buddha, actually seven days, no water, no food, no nothing, and put a stone for each day that he was there and received all of the downloads of the, um, the code, or I keep wanting to say the codes, they're codes, but the symbols, all of it came through. Um, and it's very controversial too, because he literally says, he's like, this was around so much longer than <laughs> me just bringing it through yeah. um, ancient wisdom. <clears throat> so, um, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. Aquarian <laughs> fire um, is Reiki. However, it's what's called holy fire Reiki. And so the best way to describe holy fire, and this is why I say the Holy Spirit, is it's basically that burning sensation that lights you up in your heart space. It is your highest joy, your highest level to excitement. It is everything that lights you up and just engulfs. It's represented with a blue energy flame. Mm -hmm. So that is very cleansing, purifying. Um, It can be used to literally enhance any task that you do. Um, When I walk into a room, I just fill a room with it. Um, And so the difference between holy fire Reiki, I would say, and regular Reiki is holy fire, you don't use the symbols, it's just you can have the vision of the fire, and really doing whatever type of intuitive um, psychic guidance comes to you for healing processes. So Mm -hmm. there's all types of deeper techniques that have been channeled through um, that 
help to aid when you're doing a session, all in the imaginal realm, I guess you could say, as things are happening. Um, So Aquarian Fire was channeled to my teacher. um, And it's the holy fire essentially utilized in this age of Aquarius. Yes. So I'll talk about the age of Aquarius. That's what we're in right now. Um, Essentially, the earth as it's turning on its axis, it's cycling through um, the houses of each of the, um, for astrologically speaking, right? And so it goes for the procession of the equinox, it's got the illusion of going backwards. So the signs actually move backwards. So we were just in the age of Pisces, which is the age of technology, information and building, which is insane. Because if you think about, so an age is 2000 years, right? So if you think about the last 2000 years, what has that been? It's been all building up technology, advancement, all that kind of stuff, right? So that's insane. Um, Not to mention that Jesus in the Bible talked about, uh, so that would have been um, Aries, I think, was before Pisces. It's, yeah, the the, the ram, right? And that's when they used to do animal sacrifices for cleansing Mm -hmm. their spirit and all things like that. And we moved away from that after Jesus came, right? And so then, and Jesus said, actually, in the Bible, he was like, the next time you will see me, it will be the age of the two fishes, which is crazy because people don't like to relate the two within there, but those wise men, they were astrologers. That's how they knew to follow the star to find what they needed to find. (laughs) Wow. Oh my gosh. I'm loving this. So um, now that we're in the age of Aquarius, this is literally um, the age of unity, equality, and love. Mm -hmm. So this is the advancement of our higher selves, of us stepping into our authenticity, of our fullness. It is the divine union of masculine and feminine energy. Mm -hmm. Um, It's subjective as to when it started. Some people are like 2012, 2020, um, but either way, we're in it now. Mm -hmm. The reason there's subjective subjectivity too is because in 2012, that's when the Mayans said that their calendar was ending. But if you get into it real deep down a rabbit hole with calendars, you realize that we're not actually using traditional calendars that were made before. So our time is all wonky. Oh yeah, (laughs) that makes sense. I'm like, especially in the United States too, like we're We're on our own type time. We were literally like, we don't like what anybody else is doing. We're going to do it our way. <laughs> and we're going to say that it's better than everything. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because really in our development as a culture, um, or like astrologically speaking, like when our birthday was, we're toddlers <laughs> to compare yeah. to the rest of the world. Yeah. We're toddlers, <laughs> which okay. makes sense why we're so stubborn and yeah. all those things. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's interesting because when you say the the age of Aquarius, I've always, I, I, I'm an Aquarius. and <laughs> something that like has always been, I guess, top of mind or a priority has been like success and um, my independence, like valuing my independence. So I'm curious, like when, when I think of Aquarius, I think of that, is there any of that involved in the age of Aquarius or is it a different it is. It's about individual independence, but however, also because uh, Aquarius, the sign is also about networking and connecting and being um, wor- like I, I wanted. I was going to say worldly, but that's not it. Um, like expanding in the world and like moving in the world and being free spirited. And that's really what's happening. If you see it around you, it's like, whoa, okay. Like I'm on this individual path, but I'm also networked with all these people who are awakening as well. And it's all coming together in this giant net of oneness, really. Yeah. Yeah. The word that came to mind was like sovereignty and, Mm. and in community. Yes. Yeah, okay. sovereignty and especially sovereignty in community too, right? Because it's like, you don't want to get lost in the mix. You don't want to feel so blended that you don't feel like you anymore, that what you have to offer is special, right? There's a beautiful way that it all networks together where we get to see each other's gifts individually and collectively. I'm so excited for like the the unity of the age of Aquarius to take full effect. <laughs> no, me too. Well, I, so I was watching some interesting things earlier, actually. People um, who are deeper down certain uh, rabbit holes of information than I am have said, you know, I know the Pope just died. And there's a lot of these big world leaders that are controversial, we'll say. For sure, um, yeah. That are kind of kicking the bucket. So who knows what's really happening in the grand scheme of things, but something's happening. Yeah, it's so true. Oh my gosh. Ooh, it's something <laughs> exciting to think about. 
Oh, and so another, I guess, big point too with uh, Aquarian fire, um, the reason that the holy fire is, uh, in my belief, that it's so useful in this age of Aquarius is because if you think about somebody who was attuned to energy work thousands of years ago, it literally took a lifetime to envelop what it is that you're learning and embody. And that's not to say that we don't still have to learn things and spend time and dedicate ourselves to mastery and whatnot. However, people are coming online so quickly that there has to be this faster way to process the gifts that are coming through the sensitivities and all the things. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That makes sense. It's a, it's a more like technological advanced Reiki in the sense of like it's service to where we're at now. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, right. Things are always changing. It's like, yeah. we got to keep up with the changes um, for sure. And um, it's this beautiful blend of um, divine masculine and divine feminine energy because um, our heart space, our Anahata in Sanskrit, um, like we were just talking about earlier, the merging of the heaven and the earthly realms, um, it is the star of David, right? Those two triangles where it's the triangle up, which represents masculine energy, and then the triangle down, which represents feminine energy. So holy fire or Aquarian fire, it is an ignition of the heart when you become attuned to it. And so it's activating that divine feminine and divine masculine energy in union, um, as well as with heaven and earth. Mm, so beautiful you're so knowledgeable it's so <laughs> cool it's so cool to like see you in your zone of genius because like for what was it four months together right. um th- it was reversed right yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And I just love seeing you so in your zone of genius um okay so you mentioned something about the domino effect and mm-hmm. I feel like especially in a new year this is really an opportunity for people to basically make those illogical decisions. Like say, say yes to going on that trip with two random guys you met at an airport because you had that inner knowing that it was like, yes, like I'm supposed to be there. Um, it didn't make sense. Right. And it led you to a path of alignment mm-hmm. and, and purpose. So what would you say to the people who are like, all right, it's 2023 and like, where am I going? What am I doing? How do I get there? Mm. Yeah, (laughs) definitely getting out of the head and in the body, specifically in the heart space for sure. And I know people as uh, like with, if we're human design speaking, we have different ways that we read our energy within our body. Um, but you can't go wrong with the heart space. You know, there's just this deep inner knowing it's a, it's another brain, right? We have three brains. We've got the brain brain, the gut brain, and then the heart brain. And it's so wise and so knowing. And really what happens is I, I believe that it's always our intuition that gives us the first ping. That's like, right. And that's the thing. But then the ego follows up close second, getting in the head, turning the wheels, spinning the thoughts, every single possible what if scenario coming up that you've ever experienced, heard of, or whatever is going to come through. Right. And it's about moving past that because it doesn't have to be your experience just because there was an experience that was somebody else's doesn't mean it has to be yours. I dealt with this a lot actually with, um, I was a very young independent traveler Mm -hmm. and so many people tried to say things to me like, aren't you worried being a female on your own traveling? I didn't even think of it until somebody had said it to me. And then I kind of started to freak out a little bit because I was like, do I I have to be worried about this? Um, I went out of the country. I went to Peru and traveled on my own um, solo traveler as well. And um, I have to tell you, I never had one experience that felt wrong or bad. And, you know, and with that, to disclaim this, this happened to me too, when I was like selling magazines, there's another knowing, right? If you feel like something is about to not be right, go the other way. Yep. Yeah. So true. That's like that, the feeling that I had at my job, you know, we're working in that cubicle, like every single time I would step into my cubicle, it was like, I knew that I would just like, was not supposed to be there. Mm. And you can try to ignore it y'all. Like I tried, I tried, I tried, I tried for a whole year knowing that I wasn't supposed to be in that cubicle. And at some point, like something's got to (laughs) give. And And I honestly believe that 
me not listening and suppressing that inner knowing for an entire year led to my, my, uh, I will, I guess the dismantling or the deterioration of my health, my mental health, my emotional health, my physical health. Like I started having seizures at work, like, you know, crazy stuff that if I would have just listened to that knowing, I probably wouldn't have ended off as unhealthy as I was at the end of it. Totally. I always tell people that I work with, I'm like, where you're already going to be moving to where you're headed towards because that's like part of the more grand scheme. We get to choose the ways in which we go and end up there. So you can go one of two ways, gently and peacefully or kicking and screaming. <laughs> that. <laughs> that right there. Like, oh, I kicked and screamed so fucking hard. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And then it it does, it breaks us down um, internally, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, like you said. And then um, it also deteriorates trust with ourselves because yeah, I mean, and that takes building back up. Just like if there's a person that breaks your trust in your life, you're not just going to be like, okay, everything's forgiving. You're welcome. And back in, it's going to take a little time to build that back up. And it's the same with ourselves because Mm -hmm. you know, your internal self that's so wise and knowing wants to be like, why don't you just listen to me? (laughs) come on girl get it together (laughs) um but you said something that really sparked in in that like listening to the body piece was as soon as you headed up to Mount Shasta like your sinus is clear like so our body is always like communicating to us yeah Yeah, that's well, so that's congruency when um, aligned thought meets aligned speech meets aligned action. So it creates this congruency in your whole our auric field, your energy body, your physical body, everything to create alignment. So everything just starts feeling good and right. And that's how you know. Yeah, it's so freaking true. Can I also just say um, (laughs) it's day two of 2023. And I feel like the 2022 back in fucking, let's say probably October. Like once I got back from Europe, I was like, okay, like I'm ready for 2023. Like it already felt like the new year. It was like this like weird, like in between couple of months where I was like, okay, I know what I'm not doing and I know what I am doing, but a lot of what I am doing is for the next year. Right. So I was in this like weird in between, but it was, I needed that, right. I needed that time to like rest, recover, plan all that. It is day two. And my skin has never been so radiant and clear. And since like, it's been a long time since my skin has looked like this. And like, it literally just happened yesterday and today. (laughs) <laughs> and and I'm just like, oh my God, like I'm aligned and it's I happening it. and I'm happy and I'm healthy and it, it's here. And so it's just, I just wanted to share that because yeah. it, it happens immediately. Yeah, it does. It really does. And you, well, it probably too, as a result of you allowing for yourself to <clears throat> rest in that period that you needed to rest, you know what I mean? Because I find that when we're fighting ourselves more, the thing, the good thing comes, it just takes, we like create a blockage and it takes longer for it to come Seriously, instead of just yeah. like leading into it and being like, okay, all right, let me, let me move through this. And then I'm ready to receive when it's ready to come. But exactly. it does happen quick. So quick. Yeah. It does. It's like that, that analogy I always showed you guys in, a, in the embodied coach, right? Like this is the resistance. It's like this, that your hand is the resistance. And then your left hand is you resisting the resistance. And it just, yeah. it's more. And it's like, why don't we just like, let ourselves be <laughs> let right, ourselves right. In there. It's so true. Okay, cool. Um, okay. What was the other thing? Oh, asking for a sign. So this Mm. is what, this is what you did. You spoke about, you spoke when you rekindled your relationship with spirit, you were like, okay, give me a motherfucking sign. Um, So what would you suggest for people who are like starting down their path and looking for signs? Cause I think that I love this. Yeah. (laughs) I'll just let you take it away. (laughs) Yeah, this is, I, I really love playing in this world. So The first advice that I can give about asking for a sign is to trust it when it comes. (laughs) Yep. Because so often, I don't know if anybody's ever seen that meme. It's like, I asked for a sign, but I'm waiting for a signier sign. 
Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> no, not that one. I need to say yeah. <laughs> uh, Right. And I do this too, because we're human, right? And and there's that the thought that comes that the ego that wants to interject. Um, and all all ego is too, I just want to say is like, it's that piece of inner child that doesn't know and doesn't understand and hasn't learned. And so that's the integration of it. Um, so it's really just like explaining when that question piece comes up of like, oh, it's just this, just like an adult would do with a child. Um, it's just this, it's just that and creating that safety for them that they're like, oh, okay, within. Mm -hmm. um, so with signs, it's about finding things that you connect with. So you can literally ask for signs under any type of symbol that you'd like. It can be numbers, it can be animals, it can be colors, it can, you can ask to see something, you can ask for someone to give you something, you can ask for, um, it can be as specific as you want or as broad as you want. I like to go really, really specific. I like to play games with the universe to see like how specific I can get with certain things because it's so much fun, A, and B, because then you really, really know that it's for you because you're like, there's no way, there's just no way. <laughs> like, so true. I I was in a situation, actually, um, perfect example of asking for a sign. Several months ago, I had a really deep heart question that I felt very confused about that I was very back and forth on for like a, such, such a long time. And so I asked spirit um, if, if the answer was yes, have someone bring me a bouquet of lilies. Wow. Yeah so specific yeah. and I hadn't received flowers in like years. So I was like, okay, this is like a safe thing. Right. Yeah. I was on a trip at the time. I come back from my trip and my sister had a bouquet of white lily. I even said white and they were white lilies. And I was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> See, like when I hear things like that and when I experience things like that, I'm just like, how can you not ever trust Sarah? Like <laughs> I know. Right. Funny even more. I didn't listen. <laughs> it's, it's like, I always say, bring hindsight into your present moment. Right. Yep. And yep. every single time I look back and I'm like, oh, like I get it now. I get it now. And like, right. why, why can't we just live as if I get it now <laughs> every day? Right, right. Well, because then it's no fun that way. Right. It's all about the detour to destination. Cause the detours are fun. It's like being on a road trip and you're like, Hey, let's stop and go stop at this place. But you have the one person that's like, no, no we have a schedule. We have to stay on point. We have to do this. And it's like the fun eccentric person. That's like, no, but I heard this was a really fun. Let's just do it. They like turn the wheel and just go. You still end up where you're going. You just took a detour. <laughs> yeah. It's, it spices life up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, so with signs, um, and I like to write them down too, so I can keep like a, a log of what I'm asking for and like what the specifics are that way when it comes, I really, really know. And that way I can also remember, cause sometimes you can ask for something and then totally forget and maybe you saw it, but you don't remember anyway. So, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah, so like I said, animals, um, numbers I, I have, and it's things that are special to you. It can be even angels too. Right. And you could say like, show me Archangel Michael. And maybe you see like a big billboard with Archangel Michael and you're like, what? No way. So it's whatever you're connecting with in this world, that is your sign. Um, if it's something, even if it's for someone that's passed on. So my dad passed away last year and I really wanted something that felt special to me that felt like I was connected to him. And it's funny cause I didn't get what I thought I was going to get. Um, but it made sense though, of like why it came, it's a ladybug. Uh -huh. And so now it's crazy because in the most random of places, like even if it's the dead of winter, I'm like seeing these, these things, ladybugs like pop up in weird places. And it always be in times when I'm like, I know I needed this right now. Thank you. Um, so you can do that too, for like passed on loved ones as well. Okay. I have chills right now because I had Katie on the, the podcast um, hmm. will be up and well, before yours is up. Um, and we were talking about spirit babies mm. and her sign for spirit babies is ladybugs. Ooh, goosebumps too. <laughs> Chills. And she told, you should listen to the episode. She told to. a story about how it was like blizzarding outside. No, no, there's, there was no reason why a ladybug should be out in that weather and she saw a ladybug outside wow that's crazy <laughs> I love and, it I mean you guys were in the embodied coach together and like there, there's we're both Katie's you're both Katie's <laughs> like, definitely like I would reach out to her because you guys probably both don't even know that 
No, we don't. Um, I'm definitely going to tell her that. That's wild. <laughs> so so beautiful. And and to speak to that too, it, with signs, like sometimes, like for example, I was just driving um, a long ways from California to Colorado and um, I was driving and Tony was asleep and I was just kind of getting, you know, when you drive, you like, that's like the best fucking time to manifest and, and to mm-hmm. really just like, it's like a meditative state when you're just by yourself in the car straight road ahead and I remember I was thinking about what I wanted for the year and like one of the things is um to become 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 a mother and you know I was thinking about that and then I looked up and I saw eight eight like a phone number but it was 888 sky and Skylar is what I want to if I had a girl I would name her Skylar and and so I yeah and so I saw like a literal sign but I hadn't even like I hadn't decided that that was my sign. I just saw it and knew that it was. Yep. Right. So sometimes I think signs come to you as well without even Absolutely. like, yeah. So it was really cool. So now I know that like, you know, 888 is my, right. uh, for, for Katie's terms, um, spirit baby communicating with me. Yeah. It's your so. connection to her. That makes so much sense. And, and yeah, I do truly believe they can come to you too. Like I always had an affinity for, and I know a lot of other people who have this too, um, for the number seven, eight mm-hmm. and, not even really like any specific reason, except for I was always really drawn to them and I liked them. Um, I was born in 87, I'm aging myself. And then um, <laughs> uh, I where when I ran crew and sold magazines, I picked my crew numbers to be 078. And then it just became this thing that I was so connected to because it was a part of me. And whenever I'm talking about something or doing something that like, just alignment, you know what I mean? I'll see like seven, eight, seven, eight, seven, eight, or something. Like I just see it. It starts popping up everywhere or be like, like the other day I, I had that. I was like saying a truth and I saw on a license plate it was like one, seven, eight, seven, eight, one. And I was like, yep, that is my confirmation for that truth. Wow. Oh, I love it. I love it though so much. This is literally like, it can, I think it beca- it's because like, it's our connection to source. It's our connection to God. Like when we see those things, you can't deny it. I mean, you, you can try, you can try to deny it, but at the end of the day, like, especially when you've asked for it and it comes, it's like, damn, like I'm supported. Like I, I can make anything fucking happen. I am so guided and so supported and and so divine. And it, it, I love it so much. I think that we, it just like, it signifies our, our stardust, like how we are. Yes. I mean, the universe speaks in symbols because it doesn't use language. (laughs) We do. So that would be our way of communicating with it for sure. And symbology has gone back since the dawn of time. I mean, literally from the first vibrations and words that were spoken to the symbols of the Penta, the pentacle star and, um, uh, even like the target one, the circle with the circle inside, all of these come from ancient symbology that we just use repetitively over and over. So same with like animals and numbers and different things. Everything has a symbolic meaning. Um, and really, like I said, it's about what you attach, what your meaning is that you attach to it. Yep. Yeah. So good. Oh my goodness. Okay. So um, last thing, uh, which we never really I guess there's two, but subliminal manifestation and then the domino effect. So explain how you coined the domino effect and like what, like how people can start to, I guess, implement. Is it something to implement? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think you can implement it. So really it's just, okay. So I, I started getting into manifestation because of the, um, the secret, the, that book, mm-hmm. um, law of attraction, right? Ask, believe, receive. And so I started asking for things and playing around. Um, so we'll start first with like domino effect, right? Because this is conscientious manifesting um, and thinking about what I want, right? And so in the believing and the receiving, um, when you are receiving it sounds kind of um, tricky, right? Because it sounds like you do nothing, but as you know, there's that action step that you have to take. So to implement the domino effect, it's literally just taking the action that your spirit is telling you to. So for instance, for me, it was getting past the crazy thoughts and Mm -hmm. being like, I'm going to do this drive anyway. That was the action I had to take. And that 
catalyzed everything just kind of moving into place. Or even when I moved out to California, right? Like that was actually the beginning, beginning of it because I was looking for something different and it was kind of impulsive. I, I mean, I took like three months to, to move in my whole planning and everything, which in retrospect is not actually that much time, but, um, but it, it, it is what I needed and it felt crazy. And everybody around me was kind of like, I don't know, you want to do this though? You're going to be out there by yourself and da, da, da. And I was like, no, I need this. So taking that action step that's aligned is what is going to initially kick off that domino effect. And then you'll just start to see everything falling into place once you're staying in that congruency. Yeah. Yeah. So good. I love that you spoke to the action piece. You've got to say yes. Like yeah. I, I wrote a post. Um, I don't think I've shared it yet, but it's like, you've got to think big but you've also got to play big, you know, like you yeah. can't, you can't just think big without playing. Like pl- thinking is the vision, the, the desires, the dreaming, but playing is the moving the needle forward on that. Like actually yeah. taking action, executing. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah. Um, so for non-specific manifesting or just, or unconscious manifesting, I guess you could say the not intentional. Um, for me, I believe the way that I was doing it was just by surrounding myself with the things that reminded me of things that I wanted. So with pictures, with thoughts, um, I believe that I was like, when I was younger, before I had even been to California, I kept imagining going there. I just kept, and I didn't know what I was doing. I was just like, wow, it'd be really nice to be there. Totally. <laughs> and I kept picturing it, you know, what it would be like and who I would meet. And so really that, that building up that playground within your mind of like, what could happen and who could I see and how, what would the weather be like? And if it's a place, you know, if it's a thing, what would I feel like when I have that thing? Um, but I just didn't know what I was doing. So it was was really kind of cool to see that later that I was, you know, pulling things into my life like a magnet. Um, because I, and I know, you know, all this stuff, but for the listeners, you know, we're all the magnet and we kind of set our radio receptor up and we're pulling in whatever we're putting out. So yes. I think that this is actually really important for the listeners, like that subliminal piece of it, where mm-hmm. like, for example, I have, and I've had a picture of um, the Coliseum in my room um, just because I really love the picture. It's a beautiful picture of the Coliseum, right? I had it up in my room. And then all of a sudden I had this like dying need to go to Europe. And I was like, I, I need to go to Europe. I need to go to Rome and I need to see the Coliseum. And then I come back and I, I took a picture while I was in Rome and, and I, of the Coliseum. And I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> why right because I (laughs) I literally woke up it's right next to my bed I woke up and saw the Coliseum every single day and every single night and throughout my day and throughout my yeah so it's like it just goes to show how those things actually really really affect your life and they can affect your life in a positive way like seeing the Coliseum and ending up going to Rome and seeing the Coliseum but it can also affect your life in a negative way based off of what you're surrounding yourself and what you're consuming. So especially going into this fresh new year that we have, please make sure you're being conscious of what you're consuming. And if you have things that are not supportive of your highest good or your dreams or your big goals for 2023, you've got to get rid of them and you've got to replace them with something that will subliminally subliminally or unconsciously manifest. Absolutely. That's actually a really big practice for me at any point. That's a big um, transition. Um, Seasonally speaking, I guess you could even say, um, I just have been going through my things, getting rid of all the things that do not bring me joy anymore because it's just taking up space and it's keeping newer, better things that bring me joy from entering into my life. You're right on with that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so important. And like, this can literally be something so little and so small. Like I'm trying to get, see an example, but like the best example is the, the Coliseum one. But even if you have like, you know, a, a sign in your room that reads something that's not like aligned with who you're becoming, Mm -hmm. you got to get rid of it and you got to replace it. Um, I'm it's honestly like getting my wheels going of like what I want to put in my room this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like what do I want to wake up? Yeah. Been doing it with music too, like really cycling through and being like, you know what? Like now that I'm listening to this, do I actually enjoy this? Does it serve me? 
Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's, it, it is important because whatever you are consuming, like it affects you. Like one of my favorite shows is um, new girl. Mm, I love that one too. And it's really hard for me to like break up with that show. Yeah. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's literally about like a bunch of broke people living in, <laughs> in a yeah. life together. And as much as yeah. I love the show and it, it, it's, it's great. It's also like, is that the show I should be falling, falling asleep to? Probably not. Right. Um, yeah. Especially in that sleep world. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I used to get, um, uh, you know, it's, it's hard sometimes when, if you're like staying in the room with somebody else and they want to like, listen to something going to sleep and you want to listen to something else going to sleep. Yeah, <laughs> I decided yeah. I had to invest in, um, so Amazon has these, um, it's like a face mask and then they've got ear things in the side. So it doesn't have to go inside of your ears. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Cause I cannot stand things inside Me of my either. ear. <laughs> canals are really tiny and it hurts after a while. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. I have really small ear holes too. <laughs> Tony has, um, like the headphones. Phones. like airpods work for me but the other like the bigger ones like T- tony has them and i'll try to like put them in my ear and i'm like they don't fit and i don't like them <laughs> yeah the second generation ones that was my problem too i was actually getting it was like yeah they were way too big for my ears for sure <laughs> yep. oh so funny okay well i've been loving this conversation um we could probably go for like another two hours but we'll pause it here um i would love for you to tell the audience what's going on in your world and how you can serve them, where they can find you. And then if you want to speak a little bit about what your experience was like working with me in 2022. Awesome. Absolutely. Um, Okay. So you can find me on uh, either Instagram or Facebook. Um, Instagram, I'm triunity underscore wellness. And for Facebook, Caitlin, C-A-I-T-L-I-N, Margavage, one of my many names. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and so my offerings, uh, coming up in this, this new year, um, I'm actually, I have a really exciting project that I am collaborating with a very, very good friend of mine who I've known for about six or seven years, Lightworker Live. Um, and we are creating the Lightworkers Wellness Academy. Um, basically we've both been doing this journey of healing for, you know, a long time and we want to create We wanted to create a world where healers, lightworkers, and people who are on a spiritual path or spiritual entrepreneurs have a place where they can come in, connect, and collaborate at like a low-level ticket item, right? Because, you know, it can get with working with coaches, it can get up there. And sometimes you want something and you want the accountability and you want the connection, but you're like, I'm not there yet. But so this is a nice like in-between. It's a month-to-month membership. We've got three different tiers so that we can literally cater to anybody. Um, The first tier is only $22. The second tier, which you obviously get a little bit more with that, you get more math, you get free master classes, you get one-on-one um coach texting and Voxer and um, some other things. And that one's 44. And then for the highest level, the $88, um, you get uh, 25% off of any of me and Liv's services, plus all the things in the previous tiers, plus, um, uh, oh, uh, monthly coaching calls. So, So there's lots of fun, exciting things in there. Like I said, there's something for everybody. And it's like a month by month thing. You can cancel anytime. You can always change the tier. So there's so much flexibility in it, which I think is beautiful. It's like you can, oh, don't have it this month. Cool. Come back next month, whatever it is that your needs are. Um, so there's that, that's the big, big, big one. Um, and then I am offering my one-on-one mentorship. Um, this program is called the rising Phoenix. It is either three or six months. And through the rising Phoenix, we basically move through inner child healing, the shadow integration, um, regulating the nervous system, masculine and feminine polarity, healing those opposites within, um, since we all have both within, just in case anybody didn't know that. (laughs) And, um, and uh, energy work and bringing my energy healing and intuitive guidance into the sessions that we do and the one-on-one coaching calls that we do. It's a lot of mindset work and basically just full transformation. That's why I call it the rising Phoenix. Cause I'm like, you're definitely not ashes after you're done. You're a whole new bird. So. <laughs> oh my God. So beautiful. 
And then uh, at the end of 2023, or uh, not the end, but like more towards the fall, I will be having my um, feminine archetypal embodiment course, Faye. And this is for women and it's for feminine archetypal empowerment. We move through archetypes, learning about them, learning how they show up within us through our shadows, through our strengths. And um, that one's eight weeks and it's a group of women. So it's a lot of fun because you have collaboration, connection, and you learn a lot and you empower yourself. So good. And we've got a lot of light workers listening to this podcast. So now you guys know where to go to feel like supported in community um, and learn a lot. So I love this. I'm so excited for you. I'm so proud of you. Um, And it has, it has been (laughs) a journey. And I feel like even just like a couple of weeks ago, just witnessing like the collaboration that you're in with Liv, like it's been beautiful to see you like really like be of service, like in a, in a bigger way than I think I have ever witnessed you. And yeah, it's, it's just stunning. I thank you. I I really appreciate hearing that because this has been a year for me to step more out into the spotlight because I have always, I mean, I've always been a healer, but I've always been like a behind the curtains healer. Totally. Yep. (laughs) I can hide back here. And, you know, I had to really get real with myself and equate a lot of that to low self-worth and not feeling, you know, feeling scared to be seen and feeling scared to be abandoned or rejected. It was a lot of shadow work and a lot of inner child healing to get to a place of feeling strong and solid enough to to step out on the platform and do it bigger. Yeah. So proud of you. Um, and then I'll do that just segues right into the work with you, honestly, because you were definitely one of the catalysts to help me to move to this place of greater expansion within myself and for my audience. Um, so as I kind of touched on before last year, um, it was one of the hardest years of my life because of my dad passing. That was like the beginning. So I entered 20, it happened December last year. So I entered 2022 with that on my heart. And so it didn't feel like fresh and new in 2022. It was like the beginning of a really sad journey. And, um, I was still motivated though. Like I, I, Oh, I knew my purpose though. And so I just kept, and I've heard other people say this and I really, really, really love this, but I just kept following my North star. I just was like, okay, just like we talked about with the wise men. Right. I was like, I know what I have to look at. I'm just going to keep looking at it. And no matter what happens, I'm just going to keep looking. And so again, really too, even with the rest of our conversation, the domino effect, all that, I just stayed in the alignment of what I knew was right for me. So I had worked with um, somebody else just before you. And then that was actually such a good segue because it's so funny. I actually, I think mostly because of shadow stuff, I was like nervous. I knew I wanted your program so, so, so bad, but I was also so incredibly nervous of taking this leap of doing this thing that felt so, so big to me. And it was a really big heart desire of mine too. And I wasn't so used to following my heart desires. It was like other people's needs first, or I can have a little desire of mine, but not the really big ones because those are scary and it might not work out or, you know, whatever the thoughts were that were going. So, um, being in that group though, um, cause the first one that I did, it was just one-on-one coaching, which was great. And what I needed for the time, but I really loved being in the group of women too. Um, it was empowering. It was, um, it definitely accountability and the support system that I needed that I don't think even y'all knew what you were doing for me <laughs> as much as, you know, I felt it. Because it was making me show up every single week and doing the things that I needed to do. Otherwise, I would have left myself, you know, probably misguided and just, you know, ADD neurodivergent mind focusing on all the things I don't need to focus on. (laughs) Um, So it kept me focused and you just have such a beautiful way of teaching and presenting and you have a, a really open heart. And so it was easy to just feel a part of and to and to. I start applying really to start applying everything. It was like, once I started even knowing you more and working with you more and seeing you more and then seeing everybody else, it was like, I can do this. This is, I really, really know I can. So it just created such this level of foundation for, I feel like what I'm doing now. Cause it's not like I wasn't doing the things before, but I lacked this foundation and this structure of like launching. And that was one of the things that initially really drew you, drew you to me Mm -hmm. um, was I had been doing a lot of work, uh, a lot of mindset work and just really understanding that like you are the people you surround yourself with. So I was like, okay, who are my people? Right. Before it was like a bunch of 
<clears throat> not that there's anything wrong with this, but for me, it wasn't working. A bunch of men teaching me business and it was not relating in my mind. I could not connect with it. The things that they suggested to me, I was like, that's stupid. Like not for them, but for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, I get that it works, but I don't like it. And my brother, like he owns his own business. He would get so frustrated with me because he's like, but it works. And I'm like, I know, but I don't like it. It doesn't feel right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because like, al alignment is queen. And look, it's 11. Alignment <laughs> is queen. Yes. Perfect. That's another, that's a sign right? Yeah, yeah. in the moment. So um, I was really looking for strong women who were doing what I wanted to be doing, what I saw myself doing. And you were one of those women. I'm like, she shows up. She is accountable. She gives valuable information. She has a big heart. She It doesn't feel like she's just trying to sell me. She wants a relationship with me. And all those things were so important to me. And like, as you know, we were talking for over a year before I even started working with you. Yeah. But I always wanted to. I was just, you know, and then it was actually really funny because I did take another leap in this moment. So I was still working with the one coach that I was working with before I even bought into that first um, for the embodied. And I um, hadn't even finished my one on one coaching. I had yeah. another month left, but I knew it was going to swing me right from the one into the other. And it was such a I could say impulsive decision, but I feel like it was an alignment decision. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And then you had offered this like flash thing for the, for the down payment. And I was like, fuck it. What am I doing? I've been wanting to do this forever. She's always the one that I wanted to work with. Yeah. I just yeah. need to do it. <laughs> I love that so much. It was also like such divine timing because it was like the last one that I planned on launching. <laughs> like how wild is that? It was like, you, it's like, you knew deep down, you're like this, she's not going to run this again. I got to get in on it. Yeah, This was my moment. I knew it. I felt it. <laughs> so beautiful. Well, thank you so much for just speaking to that and your experience. And I receive all of that graciously and, you know, it doesn't work unless you do. And you showed up for it. You stayed consistent, you executed, you embodied. And, um, that's why, that's why you're here today. And that's why you're expanding so much more into 2023. It's, you know, that, that was the space for you, but you did it. And I always like to make sure I remind my clients of that. Like you did it. <laughs> I'm so proud. I am. I've been working on telling myself more how proud I am of myself. Yeah. Good, good, good. Oh, well, Kat, this has been amazing. I love you. I love your energy. I love everything that you're offering to the world. You guys, if you love her as much as I do, which I'm sure you do after this conversation and make sure you check her out, follow her, connect with her, check out the Lightworker Wellness Academy. Got it. Yeah. Lightworker Wellness Academy. Like what a fucking deal that is. If you are a lightworker, like go get your ass in there. Um, <laughs> I know that she's going to transform your life. All right. So thank you for tuning in. I love you all. And I'll see you next episode.